trying to learn how to do this, and, and I'm really wanting to get better at it. So if you're listening, I appreciate you listening, and I thank you for your patience. Today I want to I talk about some of the things that are happening in within the church and within the sphere of religion, particularly Christianity. And um, I've been listening to John Cooper from Skillet. He also he also is has a podcast called Cooper Stuff, which is amazing. I love it. Very inspirational. Very very informative. He's been talking a lot about the deconstruction movement within the evangelical sphere. And I've noticed a parallel between what we see happening in politics with the left and with what we see happening in the church and the people that have more of a progressive bent in their interpretation of theology and theological, how do I say this, theological understanding, theological questions, theological answers, so on and so forth. And uh, the progressive thing is kind of airy-fairy and kind of wishy-washy as far as I'm concerned. Now, that's my opinion. And, you know, anybody out there out there who has that bent or that understanding, I probably disagree with you vehemently on most questions and most things. Because I believe that the Word of God is inerrant, authoritative. And I believe in, in the orthodox Christian view. It has informed my life um, and the decisions I make and how I view the world, how I view people, how I view myself. So what I want to talk about today is my understanding, what I believe the scriptures say about the body of Christ. Now within the body of Christ, we have a lot of different denominational um, perspectives, a lot of different uh, streams of thought, and we don't all agree on a lot of the secondary issues that come with trying to understand the Bible. Okay, there are a lot of questions that are unanswered, and sometimes the answers that are given are stupid. <laughs> uh, I have a thing about I have a thing about intellectuals. I think sometimes intellectuals overthink things, they overexplain things and they make things more complicated than they have to be. I recorded an episode where I talk about that a little bit more extensively about having over, having a, a, a higher presentation of theology, a more intellectual approach to understanding the Bible can sometimes hinder you from understanding actually what's being said not always that's not always true and don't get me wrong i listen to intellectuals speak about the bible it's a very good thing to do when you're a mature believer to get into the deeper understandings of things and try to grapple with different perspectives i love to watch debates i love to do all of that stuff i love reading books from every stream of belief. I'm personally, I'm a charismatic uh, Pentecostal. I'm not the Pentecostal type of Pentecostal that, you know, women can't cut their hair or wear dress, they have to wear dresses. That's not what I'm a uh, Pentecostal. I'm a Pentecostal because I believe in the day of Pentecost. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, believe in the gifts of the Spirit. So in that way, I am charismatic. I am not hyper charismatic. I'm not a charismaniac, as some would say, but I'm charismatic. And a lot of my, my understanding, a lot of my viewpoints 
are going to come through that filter. I'm not always right. I'm not always 100% biblically sound. I, I understand that because I don't understand everything. Part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast is to try to help myself filter out all the garbage and try to open up my mind and just talk about the things that I think about. And one of the things I'm thinking about right now is that very thing, the deconstruction movement within the church. It's, it's if, any, if you don't know what it is, it's a movement where basically people are questioning everything about the faith. And we're not talking about secondary things like gifts of the spirit or your doctrine on hell or your understanding of eschatology or, or or any of that stuff. We're talking about the foundational stuff of it. You have to believe this stuff in order to be a Christian, like the divinity of Christ, the crucifixion of Christ, the atonement, um, substitutionary atonement, you know, that, that type of stuff. The, uh, the progressives hate that. Um, they don't like talking about it. They, they don't want to talk about hell, whether or not they, they believe some of them believe that it's not eternal. Some of them believe it doesn't exist, that it was made up, so on and so forth. Now, for my, in my opinion, as far as hell goes, as long as you believe in a judgment and that God isn't just going to <clears throat> just save everybody no matter what, and you believe that there's a judgment and that judgment's eternal, then I don't, I honestly don't have a problem with what you believe in. Because for me, the secondary issue is the punishment aspect. The issue that we need to understand is that there is eternal judgment, period. What that looks like, we could debate that all day long, okay? But I'm not going to debate whether or not judgment is eternal, okay? I have one reason why I believe that. Because, and I'm going to say this before I get into what I really want to talk about. And I apologize because I get off on these rabbit trails. And it's not on purpose. But I think it's important. To talk about this when it comes to judgment we these these progressives they want to say that hell is temporary some of them say hell is temporary it's like a, a time of, like a, a, a purgatory of sorts where people get to work through and burn or whatever burn off all of their their uh their sin okay and so, but the problem is the scriptures say it's eternal. And the, the word that they use, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it, aeonios or something like that. The word that's used to, to describe the eternal punishment is the same word that's translated for eternal life. So if you have the word aeonios is translated eternal life for believers in heaven. And then you have aeonios. Anionios, however it's pronounced, I'm sorry, I don't know Greek, is translated to eternal punishment or torment or so on. And so if that eternal punishment is not really eternal, then eternal life is not really eternal. And that God at any point can decide that your eternal life is no longer needed or whatever it is. And he can, he can just decide, well, you're not alive anymore. Or whatever and so I question their understanding because if God says it is eternal if it's forever then he means it's forever and that goes for both sides of that equation both ends of the spectrum punishment or life 
torment or life you have whatever you get is eternal but now back back to the subject the progressive thought is they're mixing politics with christianity they're making it more about this life and the color of your skin or the what kind of genitalia you have it's more about your physical life than it is about your eternal life and what you can get out of this life and there's other theological bents that that are like that too like the uh, the prosperity movement the prosperity movement name it claim it movement the word of faith movement all were about this life and about getting wealthy well now that it's more about with the progressives it's more about freedom in the sense, not in the f- sense of being free from sin, but being s- free from op- oppressive ideas, or what they perceive to be oppressive ideas. So, but the thing is that the the body of Christ is not identified by the things that the world identifies us as. We're not we're not a voter. We're not identified in voter blocks in the body of Christ. We're not identified by the black community, the female voter the male voter, the evangelical, okay? So the body of Christ is identified by their belief in Christ and their faith in him. Uh, The word of God says we're saved by grace through faith. We're saved by the grace of God through faith in Christ, period. There is nothing, there's nothing in there about if you're black, you're more saved, or if you're white, you're less saved, or whatever you might think, or put into that category. So I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read a scripture from Galatians, Galatians chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong Christ you are the true children of Abraham you are his heirs and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you now I want to break this down a little bit okay now now in the, in the grand scheme of things Paul's talking about a lot of things here that need to be talked about but one thing that stuck out to me in this in this verse in these two verses particular in particular is that it covers a lot of the same things that we are dealing with today in, in in our culture in the world's culture and now within the church's culture because we've allowed the culture to influence the church more than it should and uh, that's a problem that's a big problem so really what I'm doing now is addressing how we need to over Come and transcend the culture when it comes to things like race and um, class and all the all these things, gender and sex. Okay, what Paul is talking about here is we are children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. It's the first thing I said here. For you are all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Okay, you're all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ. Like putting on new clothes. Now, I don't know what translation this is. 
But I kind of I kind of don't like that putting on like putting on clothes because it implies that you can take them off. Nevertheless, we'll move on from that. I'm not going to focus on that because what what, what I, the part that I really want to focus on is there is no longer Jew nor Gentile. Now Jews and Gentiles were two different races of people. Actually, it was Jews and then everyone else. Okay, so if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. Or you fit in that category of Gentiles. Okay? So that's a race thing. Right? So you got race covered. Then it says no longer slave or free. Now in America, um, the word slave has a lot of negative overtones and a lot of negative connotations. And it should. We don't like to think about it or talk about it but slavery was an issue and is a part of our history here and it was terrible but back in the bible slavery was a lot different slavery was more about paying off debts and so on and so forth the borrower's slave to the lender okay if you were unable to pay a debt oftentimes you would go and work for somebody and work the debt off and you were considered a, a slave so it's more of an economic thing. And free were people who were able to lend. <laughs> so it's more of an economic thing there. So you got the social economic status, the class within uh, within the culture in America, we might call it, you know, middle class, uh, for, you know, first class or third class. We don't really call them that, but that's pretty much what it is. You got middle America, which is like like my people, you know, middle income. It's based on income. Okay, you got lower income people, you got middle income people, and you got high income people. Okay, so that's basically what we're talking about here. Is it doesn't matter in the body of Christ, it doesn't matter how you fit into society as far as wealth goes. Then male or female, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. It doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man. You are equally a part of the body of Christ and within the body of Christ. Now, I'm not going to get into all the transgender stuff because, quite frankly, I'm done talking about it. And I haven't even talked about it on here. I'm done hearing about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. I might later, but right now, I don't want to talk about it. So within the body of Christ, we're talking about people that were born what you were born as male or female it doesn't matter if you're male or female so all so right there paul just wipes out everything that the world tries to all the little boxes that the world tries to put us in he wipes them all out he says this is not what the body of christ is about it's not about what color of your skin it doesn't matter what race you are it doesn't matter how much money you have and it doesn't matter if you were born a woman or if you were born a man it doesn't matter he's over it as far as and this must have been an issue in Galatia for him to address it and it, it will always be an issue in the world but we're instructed by Paul in Romans to not be conformed to this world but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds and what that means is we don't allow what the world and the culture says matters to affect what matters to us and so he goes on to talk about us as Gentiles and Jews alike being heirs to the promise that was given to Abraham, which Christ is that promise. And he unites us all, Jew and Gentile, black, white, you know, Asian, Mexican, Puerto Rican, uh, all the different Latin communities. He, he joins everybody together. 
under one umbrella, under Christ. In Christ, we are one. In John chapter 17, Jesus prayed that we would be one as he and the Father are one. That we would be united. And we are not united right now because division has crept into the body of Christ through culture. And it's become an issue. It's become biggest. I want to read another another verse from Ephesians. It's uh, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 6. It says, and this is God's plan. Now it says this. It's This is God's plan. This is the NLT. I know this version. Both Gentiles and Jews. This is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews. This is God's plan. Both Jews and Gentiles who believe in the good news share equal in the rich in the riches inherited by God's children. Think about that. But that's what he's talking about in Galatians there. He's talking about this to the Ephesians. He's sending this in a letter to Ephesus. But he's telling them the same message. That both Jews and Gentiles who believe the good news, which is the gospel, who believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, are equal in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they are they belong to Christ Jesus. So it doesn't matter what you are, what race you are, doesn't matter if you're a Jew, doesn't matter if you're African American or African, it doesn't matter if you're a Caucasian, an Asian, an Indian, a Native American, all that stuff doesn't matter really at the end of the day what really matters is what god says and god says that we are all partakers in the promise that we are all children of abraham one of the things that keeps coming up in our culture is equality equality everybody wants equality well christ offers equality is it measured in the same way the world does measures equality probably not because they're their idea of equality, their their idea of equality is totally different than God's idea of equality. Okay, we're not going to talk about that because this, this this is already going on too long. What I want everyone to think about is this: what ultimately really matters in eyes of eternity, in the eyes of God, and in the eyes of all the angels in heaven. Right? What really matters is that we are believers in Christ and that we are united through that belief. So if you're a white bigot or a black bigot, if you're full of hatred towards some other race or some other gender because of something the world has taught you to believe or think, I want you to stop and think about it for a second and realize that doesn't matter because every racist group in the world has tried to make themselves out to be God's chosen people, all right? For the white supremacists, they tried to say that they were God's chosen people because they made it out like the Jews were were cast out of God's graces and that the white man took their place. Now, uh, you've got groups like the black Hebrew Israelites who believe that they are the true children of God and that anyone else that believes in Christ and, and Jesus because of their race are disqualified. Somehow, every racist group finds a way to make Jesus their guy. It makes Jesus make Jesus their guy. It doesn't matter. Really, at the end of the day, they haven't read the Bible. And they probably, for some reason, decide that Paul's writings don't count. It happens over and over again. It's happened over and over again throughout history. If something doesn't fit my theological view, I'll just throw it out because it either interpreted it wrong or the person that wrote it was an agent of Satan. Think about that. We can't take the word of God 
and treat it like a buffet and I'm gonna get the mac and cheese but I'm gonna pass up the broccoli you can't do that with the Word of God you take it all or you take none of it I love you guys just think about it just pray about what how has the culture informed your theology how is your view of God being corrupted by this world if anyone is having trouble understanding what theology is it's simple theology theo is God and ology is study of so theology is the study of God you've got Christology or Christo Christology which is Christ study of the study of Christ you have eschatology which is eschatos which means end and ology means study of so study of end things so to make it simple you have Christ you have theology is just your understanding of God everyone has a theology I know that there's some people out there that that cringe at the word theology like it's some word bad word and and God doesn't want us to have a theology which is ridiculous I'll be praying for everybody who listens to this I hope it was clear and I hope you understand what I'm saying be blessed and may God be glorified and may you see the fruit of God in your life may you be closer to God and may you draw closer to him in your thoughts and in your words and in your actions be blessed amen